It says, please my dad. I don't know that one. Please my dad. Yeah, please please be my dad. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm sorry, sense. Dylan. Uh, You're not going to be his dad? <laughs> uh, don't call me daddy. Don't call me daddy. I'll be your dad, but don't call me daddy. Welcome to Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Welcome, everybody, to Dr. After Dark. Hi, Hitler, everybody. You notice my hand almost came up? It almost did. And I have to explain all the time on all my social media platforms why people are calling me Hitler. You have no idea, if you are not in the your mom's house world, how confusing that is for people. They are literally... Like, they think I'm being insulted. They think it's some sort of Nazi plan. And uh, I'm here to tell you it's a good-natured greeting, just like aloha. So, uh, hi, Hitler, everybody. Or as our uh, famous young lady says, hi, Hitler. Right? Isn't that her oh, opening? You're becoming the, a real pro on this hi, Hitler stuff. Well, I've had to deal with it so much. You know, I do these streaming shows on a regular basis, and uh, I have a, a restream chat going from multiple platforms. And particularly out there on Twitch, so we're Twitch and Rumble and Facebook and YouTube. And we're all over the place, and we do these these uh, Doctor Drew TV. Everybody, by the way, and these just sort of day and date kinds of uh, you know conversations I have. And somebody, there's a lot of your mom's house people over there, and there's a lot of greetings and a lot of um, high and tight, a lot of high Hitler, a lot of don't touch the camera through the fence. By the way, the the camera through the fence thing. Um, that has a, a sustainability that I never would have predicted. You know, do you guys agree with me on this? You well, know, yeah, it, it 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 leaves a lot of room for evolution. You know, well, there, there's it, there's like two blanks in that sense, like touch my blank through the fence. Right, you know? like it's, so there's a lot of things you could plug in. Right, and so everybody immediately plugs in penis. Right, that's what that's what is. I haven't heard that and, version yet. Well, I think that's well. What are they putting in there? What are they putting in? Because I I don't really. It never would. I never would have well, picked up on it. You know, like Christina's special came out not too long ago, so they yeah. like touch my special through the fence. That's kind of fun. Okay, that's good. But touch that's my that's special through the Netflix. I okay, all right, fair enough. Has, Hold on, has, who's telling you to touch their dick through the fence? I could tell it's always young males sort of being, uh, don't touch me through the fence, you know, and I, I just, I sense young male humor in there. You know what I mean? It's, it's a little bit of, uh, it, it reminds me of a game my sons used to play called Kicked in the Nuts. Oh, yeah, I used to play that game. Right. And for those of you that aren't male, uh, I have to explain this to you. It's a very complicated, sort of like chess. You walk up to people you like, your friends, and you kick them in the nuts. And then they kick you in the nuts, and that's the game. Oh no, but it's not like, uh, hey, open your legs. I want to kick no, you in no. the nuts. No, no. Oh yeah, of course, it. of course. It, then it's, it's a, not fun. It's a game of strategy and intrigue. Yeah, but, I remember. But it is really just young males kicking each other in the nuts. I mean, that's what it is. So we did the little backhand slap. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like, a flick is way worse than a full-on kick. And I don't know. Well, actually, well. true. I got a medical question for you. Yes. Why, I don't, I'm not sure I can answer this. Why we, is it that when someone does a full-on yeah, yeah. like kick, punch to your nuts, yeah. it's like, this sucks, but when it's just like a little tap, it sucks a million times Well, more. I think it's more about, it's not, it's it's sort of how the whole apparatus is constructed. By the way, good to see Chad in the booth there. It's good times. Good to see you, Drew. Um, welcome back. Thank you. Um, 
so you think about it this way. It's very sensitive. It's got a lining that's very sensitive, and it's very sensitive to compression, but it's designed in such a way that it can take a lot of jostling, right? And so if the kick, the kick has to compress it in just a certain way, and if it succeeds in doing so, it can do real damage. Like I have seen fractured testes. I think we got to go to the screen and talk and look at fractured testes. Right. We're already hey, here. Don't, don't switch to this. Oh, it can't do that? No, no, no. You can talk okay. about it. I just have a feeling uh, fractured nuts is not something that YouTube uh, would be cool No, you'll just show. see a nice drawing of it. It'll be a nice drawing. I'm sure you can. Fractured testy. Because it, it, it's like a, you know, if you took a hard-boiled egg and you just hit it hard, uh, that's what, no, not ultrasound. We just want the. It auto-filled. It auto -filled. Yeah. We just want some images of that. No, yep, you don't definitely want. Can't no, no, show no, no, no! Come on, scroll up. I know, I know. No, 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 oh no, no! Come on, stop Drew. it. What do you mean, Relax. stop it? This is what Google said. I know. So go, go <laughs> up. We'll get some. Maybe we, maybe we got to say diagram, uh, fractured, fractured uh, testicle diagram. Boy, uh, or, it's a or, cool uh, way to start the morning, Drew. Well, welcome. Well, it's got missed you guys. Ah, see, there we go. There we go. And it's just you know, it's a fracture. It just runs across. And uh, which one are we looking at? That's torsion. Uh, we're looking at we're looking for fracture. Uh, hmm. sorry to put you guys through this. I know it's a little cringy. Well, no good. I was wrong. No uh, good. This one looks wrong. It looks like something's bad. With, oh, that's that's cancer. cancer. That's Ugh. that's. I was like, this is like fracture to me. Anyway, it's just essentially just like you take an egg and you break it in half. That's what your penis can do. Essentially, I mean, it has a lot or of very testicle. What did I say? You said penis. Testicle, penis too, though. Interestingly, but but uh, that could break like an egg. It sort of breaks across, yeah, it, kind of. The, the, the oh testy is so much more, you know, uh, structurally like an egg, except it has a very significant sort of sheath around it to kind of hold it together. So it's a little different. But yeah. I saw a guy that got a, a hockey puck right to the testy. Oh, my God. And that was the end of that. And, what what yeah. is the worst injury one can sustain to their dick and balls? Um, uh, avulsion. Avulsion? Yes. What's that? They get pulled off, all of them. <gasps> so, yeah, I'm sorry. The dog went silent on that one, guys. I'm very sorry. So let, let me have the camera over here. So no no harm meant. Uh, <laughs> Nadav is out for the moment. Chad, Chad are you still in? Are, are, and he's sort of, he's sort of a little dissociated. Um, but it's really, I mean, these things are sort of hanging. You can have anything pulled off your body. That's the way it goes. And uh, one of the interesting things about how chimpanzees engage in warfare, they will pull your, your dick and balls and your face off. That's their sort of move. So uh, What does that? Chimpanzees. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay, no, no, you'll be all right. What a what a what a fun fact. Well, Anything you know, we're on here your body to could be ripped off. We're here so to educate. I mean, think about it. You can avulse a finger. You can avulse an arm. You can avulse a leg. You just can't. I mean, it just happens. You can avulse a head. What about elbows? Can well, at the it's, it's the weakest link is where it goes. You know, I think you know. Think about how. You, oh my God! I can't believe we're going on this road. But but by the way, we're I only six minutes. Let, in, I baby. haven't even given the information yet. It's store.ymhstudio.com to get merchandise. We're gonna have an We're gonna have a full avulsion line of t-shirts for you guys and coffee cups. Uh, Dr. at gmail.com for the emails and uh, 818-253-1693 for our voice messages, which we will get to. So so get ready. Uh, these are not the usual screwball emails. There's some real stuff in here. So if you'll permit me, I'm going to go down the road of general. This is our general email collection. It's not something we're going to do every day, but we're doing it today. So, hi, Hitler. 
24-year-old female, several talks saying working on your gut health can help other things, memory, fatigue, etc. Decided to take 500 milligrams of glutamine in the morning once at night. I also started microdosing on shrooms two months back, which helped a bit. Before I started taking the supplements, my dumps were normal. I would only be on the toilet for maybe five minutes. On the third day, the supplement, I went to making a stinky and got cold sweats, felt sick, took a lot of effort. Not sure if this is a coincidence. Okay. Uh, anyways, touch my camera through the fence. So uh, whatever you're taking gave you constipation. That's constipation, honey. Uh, I would stop this medicine. The gut health thing is all over the place. I was actually listening to a lecture this morning, and it's gotten so ridiculous with the claims that people are making with gut health. We don't even know what claims they're making because the way bacteria work in the biosphere, the influences the gut biome, microbiome. And so a prominent bacteria in Chicago may be completely different than the one you see in Austin, where we are now. And so we, you need some sort of standardization of understanding even what we're talking about before we can talk about adjusting the biome. And we have no idea whether what we find in the biome is a marker for something else that's going on biologically or a causative, like the microbiome is causing improved mood or something like that, or some combination of those two things. So the, the, the jury is out. We'll let the science evolve. It's going to take a while. It's a good idea to take a, a quality, um, a, um, oh my God, my brain this morning, uh, the the uh, supplements, the supplements with uh, bacteria in it. Help me, guys. Oh, There's, uh, probiotic. Uh, probiotic, thank you. A prebiotic and a probiotic is a good idea. Uh, some bulk is a great idea. All these things help. You know, whether or not they're doing something else that also improves the microbiome, whatever, it's a good idea for your gut health to take bulk, to take a probiotic and a prebiotic and have at it, everybody. And some Greek yogurt, right? Greek yogurt is sort of a prebiotic. It's a way to do it. And, and also a quality source of kept, uh, certain kinds of proteins. Oh, yeah. All right. What are your feelings on the carnivore diet and our restrictive diets in general? Are they healthy or just unsustainable? Uh, I remember you saying supplements don't work. In the case of carnivore, would they make any difference? Okay. Thank you, Dylan, for being... Uh, it says, please my dad. I don't know that one. Please my dad. Yeah, please please be my dad. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm sorry, sense. Dylan. Sorry, Dylan, but I will visit Las Vegas soon. Uh, You're not going to be his dad? Sure, why not? Um, I, I uh, <laughs> uh, Don't call me daddy. Don't call me daddy. I'll be your dad, but don't call me daddy. So... So uh, I was on the carnivore diet for a couple of years. I found it great. I loved it. Uh, people are making all sorts of, again, extreme claims on it. I don't know that those are true or not. Uh, it is. Uh, here's the thing you need to know about diet. Everybody's different. Uh, I personally have sort of a metabolic syndrome. I have Lynch syndrome. I have all these different biological sort of phenomenon that make my gut very sensitive and make my metabolism prone to insulin resistance and high cholesterol. And I will tell you, when I went on the carnivore diet and more sort of keto-esque diet... And you're still on it now, right? I, I've modified it a bit. I'm, okay. I'm in training now for a super secret mission that you guys will learn about soon enough. Quick question. What the fuck is Lynch syndrome? Lynch syndrome. And can we call it something else? No, it's Lynch syndrome. Oh, uh, cool. There are six different Lynch syndrome. I'm an MSH6. Uh, these are DNA repair abnormalities. So the way you get cancer is... Your DNA replication is a very complicated process, and there are always errors happening, and you've got a whole system of repairing the DNA after there's an error, like putting the, the code back the way it's supposed to be. 
And if you have certain genetic backgrounds, a lot of Ashkenazi Jew stuff creates this stuff. Oopsies. Sorry. And you should get your genetic testing because it's pretty common stuff. But but the DNA repair mechanism is a little less efficient than it should be. Now you have a second line against that, which is your immune system, who will see that abnormality and go attack it. But as you get older, the immune system isn't as good as it used to be, and so you can be more prone to tumors when you have this deficiency in the DNA repair. And Lynch is one of these things. There's six of them. I'm in the middle zone, the MSH6. It, it predisposes to uh, colon polyps, so you can go get colonoscopies to prevent those from becoming cancerous. I have a colonoscopy every year. It also predisposed, and my kids had to start at 28 because two of my, my two of my kids, my boys, have Lynch syndrome. So you got to get these things done regularly. Jeez. Yeah, it's crazy because then nobody should get cancer in the colon in this day and age. You can pick it up, get the colon polyp out, and that's the end of it. But when you have Lynch, you're prone to these things, so you have to keep picking them out all the time. And I have the great pleasure of having colonoscopy and upper endoscopy every year, which is a lot of fun. But in any event, the, the propopol is pretty good, but that's about it. Anyway, you'd like that. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, you, no, I beg your pardon. Nav, you would like that. I love it. Um, so uh, back to the, um, by the way, I'm thinking about this young lady with the gut health supplements. Um, Lynch syndrome uh, something you can test for with something called, um, there, there are many different cancer screening instruments out there. I use something called color.com, C-O-L-O-R.com. It will screen you just a cheek swab or a spit, and it screens for the 30 most common phenomenon like this. I think most people know about the BRCA gene for breast cancer, BRCA1, BRCA2. But there's many hundreds of other genetic things like that. Uh, and with color, they just check for the most common ones, the 30 most common and the most significant. And it really will change your screening, right? I get colonoscopies every year as opposed to every 10 years, and maybe something would have gotten through. I have prostate cancer. That's part of that Lynch syndrome thing. And back to our gut health lady, Maddie. Um, don't do the microdosing, man. We don't know what that is doing. We have no idea. So many people are doing that. The shrooms? Yes, and we have no idea what that is doing. I just don't know. Yeah, it definitely gives me a tummy ache whenever I... Uh... Sure. Microdosing sucks. Just get high. A get tummy you. ache? How old are you, Nadav? I'm 33. I have a tummy ache. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, how about I give you some shrooms? We we'll see how your tummy behaves. <laughs> well, my t my my uh, gastrointestinal tract will rebel, I'm sure. Oh, well, okay. That's a much more but adult way of saying it. It is a more adult way than my tummy hurts. But be that as it may. Uh, how effing dare you, Jim? How effing dare I? <laughs> Trust me. This was a... This was, uh, uh, reasonably done. Adults get tummy aches. Oh my God! You will, he will not let go of this. Does he have any other childhood stuff, words and things? Uh, Actually, I, I usually say the opposite. He kind of talks like a dad. I don't know if we already talked about this or not. No, tell me about. Yeah, this. he's got like all the idioms, you know, that like nobody says, but for some reason he's just he's always got something to say that's like a you know it just sums everything up. I honestly admire it. I'm not making fun of him. Like, give me. Can you give me an example? Uh, don't touch yeah, me. like stupid. Uh, what, what is it? Stupid. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I was like, yeah, someone was DMing me and, you know, they were telling me whatever, they were going too far. And so I blocked him and he's like, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yes. I'm like, that's such a dad thing to say. No, why, he's, why he's, full, he's got these little aphorisms. I've but, noticed that too. But that's not even like when you brought it up when, uh, uh, this is back when we were recording at Annie's house. And I, you're talking to me? 
No, no, no uh, I'm talking to Annie, but but like when we were uh, recording at Annie's house. Oh, sorry, yeah, I am talking to you. Okay. Uh, when we were recording at Annie's house, and I was having a smoke outside, and I noticed that he had wild mint growing in his mm. backyard. Yeah. And I was like, "Ooh, you have some wild mint growing <laughs> no. in your backyard. I think I might uh, take some trimmings of that and take it back home. I can't get mint to grow on my balcony for the." And then he's just like, "You fucking dad." <laughs> he said, he's, he's like, "Hey." Bro, come here. Come here. You want you gotta see this. <laughs> you it's fucking mint. interesting. It's yeah, mint. I get it. Mint yeah. is I go out no, there and there's right. a fucking raccoon yeah. in my backyard or something. Yeah. He's like, you see, that's that's wild mint you got growing. There. Some people gotta pay for that. You you just gotta grow naturally. That's and I get it. I get it. And and I think Nadav's a time traveler. He should have been like a, he should have been this age in nineteen fifty two or something. Because right, he would right. at fifty at, at forty five, he'd have a pipe and he'd be sitting at a chair. Fred McMurray, you know, my three sons kind of character. That doesn't sound so I bad see, to me. I see. I yeah. see. He appeals to him. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, okay. Again, it's not a bad thing. Not a bad I, thing. I, I yeah, we're, we're, we're love you. Tonight. We do. And he has some dad traits too, though. What the, you're, you can you're gonna name me the two things I've ever done that were super. He dad bought shit. he bought this Here's one this labeler, and he was so excited about how great this fucking labeler okay, is. I get I'm it. Like, what does it do? I get it. Prints out. Okay. Stuff. What's the other thing? He watches like tool videos. No, I don't. Tools. No, I don't. Shows them to me. So no, I don't. So I check out this leather man. Chad, that man's cool. Fake news. No, no. Let me let me frame it for you. Ch Chad, I, and he likes uh, equipment. He likes stuff. He loves it. He has all kinds of. Look at his house. It's like but, a gadget head. Not, yeah, not made, even made gadget a out of it, man. It's really electronic stuff. And, and so, and so, remember his house when he had the, you could ch change the lightings and the all the all the light bulbs have different colors they could turn to. And he he's just good with stuff, man. And so that's his thing. I, I don't know. If that's a dad thing, right? No, nah, I mean the specific video that he's talking about was very dad-like because <laughs> I was just I was just astounded that this technology even existed. It was a it was a was it contour shape tool or yeah. something? It's like it's like you use it when you when you're fucking cutting tile. Yeah, and you could cut it to like the the perfect. Yeah, yeah. And and so I saw this motherfucker just put it up on a column and then it went to the shape. I was like, that's what the fuck? I could just buy that. And then I went and it was like twenty dollars. I bought two of them. I don't even twenty dollars. Wow. I don't even need them. I don't even need them. Incredible. I bought two of them. Yeah. Do another so email. Cool. Extreme stomach issues. Uh, so I'm actually emailing about my sister. She's been experiencing stomach issues. Would I miss something? No, no you have the best fucking segues. Transitions are <laughs> right. solid. You're the bro. best segues solid. in the business. <laughs> Weight loss over two years, multiple procedures, endoscopy, colonoscopy, laparoscopy, gallbladder out, remove appendix. She lost about 30 pounds, now weighs 120. She can't hold food down, throws up regularly three times a week. She isn't throwing up. She's extremely nauseous. She does throw up. It's also violent. Uh, she has been on slew medications, cutting things off her diet. Doctors are told to see a psychiatrist to determine... If or if this is possibly hypochondriasis, which she also has, but that's not what this is. The newest symptom seems to be losing clumps of her hair. She has very thin hair to begin with. We're honestly now looking for answers anywhere we can get it. She's had to give up a lot of things, and it's been extremely hard. Thank you. Touch my camera through the French French fence. Ooh, touch my camera through the French. Interesting. A very worried sister. Well, um, I will tell you one thing. Oh wait, actually, I think I have an answer that you gave here previously. Okay, so let me just say. I have been seeing a lot of this lately where doctors are doing these mega workups for persistent vomiting. Mega workups. I've seen this over and over in my own family. I saw it happen. 
And oftentimes it goes years before somebody asks one question. Now, I'm not saying that's what this is with this young lady. It's, this seems like it might be something a little different. Definitely do see the psychiatrist roll that stuff out. But there is one question you must ask. And I'm going to see if Nadav knows what that is. Because uh, you were going to say, you've, you've, you've heard me say this before or something like this. Yeah, go ahead, Nadav. Yeah. Yeah. Bladder full of cum. No, it's not. I am at your mom's house that after wasn't, all. Wait, no. hold on. Maybe it was this. Ooh, tapeworm. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. So here's the one question you must ask. How much weed are you consuming? Hyperemesis, cannabis hyperemesis syndrome is incredibly common. And the, the vomiting over time becomes violent, just like you're des describing it. Oftentimes, the only relief you can get, believe it or not, is from a hot shower. So if she's getting shower relief. Cannabis hyperemesis. Look it up, everybody. If you don't believe me, it is exceedingly common. Oh, no, I'm going to look it up. Cannabis hyperemesis syndrome. It is sweeping the land. It is the uh, big problem of our time. Cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. There's a whole bunch of stuff there about it that's on the screen right now. A condition that leads to repeated and severe bouts of vomiting. Oh, it's it's rare. It is not rare. Take that the, the people that wrote that Cedar Sinai. It is not rare. It's rare because doctors don't identify it. It's exceedingly common. How, is, how common is it? Oh, my God. I've seen 100 cases, 100 cases in the last year. And I guess I said, even within my own family, and, and many of these people were having vomiting syndromes for long periods of time, described as reflux and migraines, and they're told all kinds of other stuff. And nobody goes, uh, are you taking edibles or are you doing dabs? And by the way, it's really the reason it's become so common. To their point, it was rare about five years ago. And I remember when we first started doing this show, I brought it up. And at that point, it was rare or uncommon anyway, but people are doing such high-potency edibles and dabbing now. If you're doing high-potency edibles and dabs, it's very commonly that you get this thing. Um, so there you go. Uh, hi, Dr. Drew. I'm a white guy approaching 40. I've got sleep questions. My dad has to sleep with a mask on so he doesn't store himself to death. How can I avoid that fate as I get older? Is it simple as physical fitness? It is, uh, Ted, it can be physical fitness and weight. Control your weight. If you have a lot of weight here and here, the, the transthoracic and transabdominal pressures push against the glottis here or the, the airways, and that's how you get the, the obstruction and the snoring. And also weight here. If you're somebody that puts weight in through here, it literally collapses the airway. And that snoring you're getting during night is you pulling against pressure, and that changes your cardiopulmonary biology markedly. You are literally putting, you're having pulmonary hypertension. You can put stress on the heart. You can get congestive heart failure and arrhythmias and all kinds of lovely things. Uh, mood disturbances, cognitive problems. Please take care of your sleep, everybody. Not an, a fibromyalgia, common consequence of uh, ab abnormal sleep. Pay attention to your sleep hygiene. Uh, I don't think we emphasize that enough, that sleep hygiene is really important. All right, so uh, enough of the general medical stuff. Thank you for indulging me, everybody. I really do appreciate it. But let's, um, speaking of the medical, uh, we did a little medical adventure here on this show one time. Uh, we had our friend Josh Potter, who had a pilonidal cyst, which is Latin for nest of hair. Ugh. And uh, not surprising that a gentleman with his um, hairsuit tendencies, shall we say, uh, might develop a nest of hair. His whole body is a nest of hair, let's say. Uh, he, uh, recently ha I helped him out with one he got on his neck. Do you guys know this? Wait, he had one on his neck? Oh, right. It was like just growing. Like you called me very excited <laughs> and you were like, oh my God, did you see what Potter did? He finally got the cyst removed. 
And he talked about it actually on his own podcast. If you go to episode 84 of the Josh Potter podcast with Annie Letterman, mm -hmm. uh, he showed her what it looked like. Oh, my God. Um, I want to know. Annie, Annie, I did. Uh, what's their Terrible Tuesdays? What is Trash Tuesdays? And I got to that, know that's An that's Annie's uh, podcast. Yeah, and I got to know Annie there, and I love her. And so this, I want to. Can, can we see her reaction? I'd love to see it. Uh, I mean, I, I'd have to find and cue it up. But, oh. I mean, you could kind of see it. I mean, <laughs> she looks intrigued. Right She's now, like, but. "Wow, look at that!" She got the the uh, thinker uh, fist under the under the chin look. Right. You know what I'm saying. And so this is what Potter's back looks like yeah. once they remove the cyst. And you're like, Nidoff, we have to talk to Potter about mm -hmm. what this was like. And mm -hmm. so I've already prepped him. He's ready to receive your okay. phone call. Why don't you go ahead and give him a call? Okay, but before we – oh, should I call him on my phone? Yeah. Okay. But before we do, uh, let's just say that's a nice clean wound. And uh, mm. yeah, and so that when I stuck the Q-tip, the, the bottom, it, it's sort of a teardrop shape, right? The, t the bigger part of the tear is up towards his head. The bottom part is towards his ass crack. And the ass crack end is where we were sticking the Q-tip. And I was putting these things all the way up into that cavity. That's literally what we were trying right. to get cleaned up. And this is much larger than one Q-tip length. Well, <laughs> uh, no, no. We used long Q-tips, if you remember. We, it went way up there. But my point is you couldn't. It was too deep. It was too necrotic. You couldn't clean it up. You just sort of temporize things. You can sort of make it not get a lot worse fast. And so I was like, hey, dude, you've got to get this thing done. You've got to get it taken out because it's just going to keep getting worse. And how long? Well, let's talk to him. Let's talk. To I him. mean, we did that like three years ago at this point. <laughs> two I, years I can't ago. believe that's true, but we're. Uh, this is what I want. One of the things I want to talk to him about. So here we go. Josh Parter. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hey, Josh Potter. What's going on, man? No, I'm doing good. I'm in Indianapolis. Just went for my first walk in three weeks. Things are good. Congratulations. Now, how, how do we get this to sound right, guys? Is this uh, maybe I looked over here and put this here? Does that work? Uh, just aim one of those ends right into the mic. Okay. There we go. All right. I'm just, I'm going to stay over here. So uh, you're on the air. You're all prepped up, I understand. And so here we are with you um, on After Dark. Uh, how you? Uh, other than the first walk you've taken, how had you been doing? You're obviously able to travel. Yeah, I travel. I waited like the whole time to do really anything just so that I could travel. Mm -hmm. And uh, I kind of just, I upgraded my tickets so that I could travel. Meaning you, you got, <laughs> so you I had better. Kind of like preparing for that yesterday was like the first litmus test of outside. Okay. So, so let's, let's talk about your adventure here. So we were just talking about how we had, you had cleaned this, that we tried to clean this thing up some time ago. How long did it take you to get from where you and I, we packed it and cleaned it, and I told you to get the thing taken out because it's not going away? How many weeks or months went by before you actually took care of it? Oh, I think a better measure of uh, units of measurement for time would have been years. Years, okay. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. Well, what I mean, took so long? COVID that it happened. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. Is and that then, what the delay uh, was? I got health insurance starting in old 2022. Okay, so that's that two years later. Good, two years later. Is is What took yeah. so goddamn long? The health insurance thing, really. Why didn't you? Till then. I was honestly, that's what I said last time, too. I was like, well, once I can pay for a, and dude, I swear to you, the insurance is like a life changer. I went to that 
emergency room thing from the last time I was on. Yeah. You, know, you want to know how much that one costs? <laughs> I know. I know. That's ridiculous. And, and so I told you to go get health insurance yes. two years ago, and you said, I'm going to do that. And then it took yep. you two years to get health insurance. Well, yeah, that's how much it costs, my man. <laughs> oh, you mean you couldn't you couldn't afford it that originally? No. Okay, so that's viable. So you're thriving. You're doing good. You're making money. You're you've got health insurance now. Okay, yes. but there is you know California has very affordable insurance out there. It's it's shitty, but it's affordable. But uh, no, you had to have the the first I class stuff. The, the, the real good stuff. stuff. You know? I, I, I understand. Jumping around from the bad one to the good one. I don't so, know what. The, I, I don't even. I didn't trust. I didn't. I got scammed out of one. I I got in what I thought was insurance. I remember. At one point, and nobody took it. I know. Yeah. So listen. So I watched a little a picture of you telling Annie about your experience with the surgery. How how did she take it? How did Annie take being there? Being there and looking at the pictures, and was she stoic or did she freak out? She had a moment where she said she was uh, about to burst into tears because they told us it was only going to be about a half hour under the knife and then, you know, a little bit of recovery time. Uh, But it was about three and a half hours. Hold on a second. We're doing something here. You're holding it for me. Great. Uh, Three and a half hour procedure. But, but, But you had Annie on your podcast too, right? Oh, yeah, no, after the fact, but uh, this is in the hospital, so she um, she was at the hospital with me the whole day. She went in, she took me in, she waited there, um, and then took me home. So how was the experience? Tell us. So the, during that, she thought I was dead, because <laughs> they said it was going to be a half hour, and she was, like, crying in what? the waiting room. She didn't, no one would tell her what was going what on. What took so long? And... So, like she was in the waiting room she's like oh my god i'm gonna have to call his parents and everything like that and the doctor came in like dj collet he was doing like crip walks he was so pumped about the surgery and he threw the pictures in front of her while she was like gathering herself and did he point and, did he point at the ceiling point up look up point up thank oh, you god was, like raising the roof he yeah was, like, doing, it was she, she said he was dancing like uh <laughs> like crazy like he was so psyched like he just did some medical marvel he said it was his second biggest one but i think he was lying to me just to make me feel better yeah you you want to be the first of course it's a yeah, big one but, uh, and you yeah, know she uh I, I was gonna say though she um you know she the reason it took so long is because my she asked them and they didn't shave enough of my ass <laughs> Why did shaving Sorry. your ass take so long? I don't because I guess they like shaved it and then they wrapped me up or whatever they do to you. You know, they get you ready for the surgery and then the doctor came and he goes, "No, nope, not enough of his ass is shaved." And I see. Had to undo it all I, and I, then shave more of my ass. I, I like I like the way that the the hairiness caused this problem and actually confounded and complicated the surgery. It's oh, it, I bet. well done, my recovery. friend. Like I could just grow. Like I'm glad they. They shaved a good clearing because it could like grow back inside of it. I have these like nightmares, like Stranger Things, where it's like cr- the hairs are crawling into the womb. That's gross. That is gross. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, but uh, are we going to return to some uh, shoulder hair porn? I mean, I think this should be like really, you should triumphantly return to the hair porn. I guess I got to, I mean, I got to keep it going. I was talking about like lasering myself because I don't want to ever deal with this stuff ever again. I'm well, you could. Just laser my whole body away. So you could, but but let's talk about, you called me or we t- spoke for some reason after the first time you saw the wound. Tell us about oh that. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I was alarmed. 
uh, it was like, it took me a few days to look at it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what to expect because it's not closed. They didn't sew me up. They right. didn't staple it. And was was it painful? Open. Was it painful back there? Yeah, it's very, it's, it was very painful yeah. and uncomfortable just yeah. in this location also. But so I was like, finally, I, a couple days went, you know, two days went by or so. And I was like, I, I am going to look at it now. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just changing it blindly. Okay. And I put my phone back there. I waved it back there. And when I brought it back to my face and played the recording, I just gasped. I almost like fainted. It was alarming to say that I've never seen anything. <laughs> I like that you, you almost faint. <laughs> I did. I your own back. It was a giant crater in my back and you could like see the walls of it the depth we're looking at it right now you you can see the muscle it's all nice healthy tissue man that's a good wound how uh how deep is our skin that's a good interesting point well you're into the muscle there dude you you go a little deeper and you hit your spine and that's what i was worried about actually i was actually worried it would erode into your spine which can happen and so, I mean, it was huge too. It was uh, like the size of a above average penis, right? I mean, five and a half inches. Yeah, but uh, well, certainly your penis, but and <laughs> but 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 um, oh, how is your or, orgasmic function these days with that uh, giant wound in your back? You tested well, that? I out? have not. I have not. Uh, I've barely. I have to like lay on my sides and uh, jerking off on your side. It is causes more problems than it does good. You don't like, like it, so you've given up on that you, too. Uh, and we were you training like, you up. Like you get like a lot of spasms in your legs. Yeah, and yeah. Mm. God, it's that masturbation is so well. I'm about not worth it, but masturbation is hard work. Uh, so, so I'm looking at the wound again. The, then the other hill we had to climb. We had we had multiple. It's gonna be like six months before a girl can ride my dick again. Obviously, like I can't. I don't even know what I'm gonna lay on my back, let alone have a girl <laughs> on top of me ever again. Well, so, no, you. That will just. That. that will eventually. It, it will. That thing will constrict over the next couple of months, and it will just become a big old scar. And it, it will. It will. It will, it will not be gaping like that. The, the gaping thing. It, it. Your body pulls it back together. So that will happen. But the other hill we had to climb was, you and I, was getting you in the goddamn shower. So talk to us about that. So I kept oh, saying, yeah, I, I kept mean, saying, I just, dude, get no in the I'm shower. Scared. Well, I'm, I'm like, dude, you got you got to rinse this thing out. Dry. They, they said when I left and I figured out that this was, they shouldn't tell instructions to a person who has just come out of anesthesia. It's a terrible. You're right. Show, telling me how a sits bath. I don't even know what the, how to say the word still. Uh, oh, dude. Trying to show me how those tubes work to go into it. I'm like, I'm just going to soak my. I mean, like, I didn't take a shit for a week, so it didn't matter anyways. But I, uh, I, they told me keep it dry, all this other stuff. So I didn't know how long I had to do that. So um, I was like, am I supposed to take a shower this way? Do I have to keep this? And, and what they say. Well, I asked you, and you said I could take a shower. So no, they cleared you for the shower first, and once they did clear you, I knew it was important for you to take a shower because I could. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's yeah, right. because yeah, you got to. Confirmed it with you. Yeah, yeah you got to get that shit. Water, you know, sort of sterile water usually are peroxides and things. People, we lavage these wounds with that stuff, and yeah. you weren't doing that. You weren't taking your sits baths or anything. So fine, go get the thing in the shower now that it's sort yeah. of sealed it's sealed off i know it looks like it's open to the you know it looks like your your like literally your central your bloodstream is open to the world it isn't it's sealed off at this point 
And so you did it. How was that? I was so relieved that I could do it. Okay. And then I, I mean, now it's like the, it makes it feel better. It's like right. nice to, so I just sit in the shower. Like, okay. And how yeah, about I, bath? Did you take a bath yet? Uh, I have that sits bath. I use that after I shit. Good. But I mean, I just don't understand. I mean, it's got like an IV bag with it and everything like that. I'm just like, you know, I don't know. It's a little much to be telling. You're like, now when you shit, you have to use this. I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? You you should have brought Annie in there for all that. Well, she was there too, and she thought it was common. People obviously think this is common sense in some capacity. What is this? Why didn't she call me? She should have called me too, because you're you're sort of overwhelmed by all this. I, I should have heard. I want to hear what she heard also. But, but we're through all that. We're good, my friend. Congratulations. Well, yeah, I feel great now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the last few days have been so much better. Moving and things good. like that. I would like to lay on my back again sometime soon, but that'll come in time. Great. We'll see how that goes. Well, chicks dig scars. I could be like you. I don't know. I got this scar. It's from yeah. a, a nest of hair. No, no, no. Tell her. Tell her it's from like a saber wound. You, you were, yeah, you I, were fighting. You were fighting uh, for the foreign legion, and you had a. You know, somebody took a sword out and got you in the back, and it took a. <laughs> it took a while. <laughs> and uh, we look forward to more uh, hair porn and uh, returning to that yeah. illustrious career. And congratulations. And if and in terms of lasering everything. Um, I bet that could get very expensive, but I'll, I'll look around for sort of large scale laser. And you I'll have just to do the hot spots, the ass crack, <laughs> the you know. Well, your I'll neck, even your neck. Yeah, well, the shoulders—that's your business. You want to be careful with that. But yeah. but uh, the neck—that that one was a little surprising when you got that big abscess in your neck. Yeah. What the hell? Right. What the hell, indeed. So uh, maybe you want to like consult with a dermatologist now, now that you have insurance, and see if they have any like interesting ideas. Hmm? Mm, all right. Okay. Well, Sounds I'm good. glad you're well. I feel relieved. I, I, you know, once I got involved with this thing, it made me nervous that you were never going to get it fixed. And I, I had images of this thing. If we went into your spine, your life would never have been the same. I probably never really tried to scare you with this, but you could have got osteomyelitis. It could have caused neurological problems you never would be the same from that this is what you have now is something that's just going to heal no big deal that's awesome news. okay All yes right. thank you and i was worried that it already did do that i was like how do i know <laughs> well i, I you, you had no you're you, yeah exactly so all right, my friend well i look forward to seeing you have fun in indianapolis and uh, next time you're thank in austin you. you come on in here all right yeah for sure i'd love right. to thank all you right. josh potter everybody all thank right, you buddy bye. bye the great and only josh potter Oh, goodness gracious. So did you guys learn something? Yeah. I mean, I'm glad he finally took care of it. Jesus. That's wild. That is a huge open wound. Why is it not sewn up? I don't understand. Because uh, it needs to heal. It's too big. It has to heal from the bottom up. And sometimes we'll even leave abdomens open to heal sort of naturally. If you close it, you're sort of closing in the infection and you're putting it under tension and it just, it just won't heal right. While I, I, and I don't know a lot about that much about wound care to talk about the biology of it, but when you have these dirty wounds, is really what this was, that is, has a large opening at the top, you got to sometimes just let it heal from the bottom up. And with these pilonidal cysts, the, it's possible to cut it out and sew it, but the bigger ones you can't. I had one. 
I had one when I was a kid. Did I tell you this? Hold on. Like the same kind of Potter cyst? Yeah. I, when I was 18, I had one. You had, it and, was full and, of hair and pus? And uh, it was a pilonidal cyst. And it was, it was you know, it was a mini one compared to Potter's big league Right. Stuff. You didn't wait and 15 years to take care I did not wait three of. years to get taken care of. Um, and the guy just sliced it open, packed it, and it healed from the inside out. Uh, that's, that's sort of, the, the other way they do it, by the way, is they cut the whole area out. Right, so so what he, this guy did, he just opened up the track and cleaned it. You can actually circumscribe the whole area and pull it out, and then you sew it up. Oh, I had a friend in college that had his polynoidal cyst <laughs> circumcised out of him too, completely out. Yeah, yeah, that's the smaller ones you do that. So I'm anxious. I missed you guys so much. I want to see some TikToks. Come on now. Come on now. Come on, can we do it? Should we do voice messages? Because I take direction from you guys. You guys have good instincts. Let's do it. Hey, Dr. Drew. This is, uh, my name's Alan. Um, 2016, I had a head injury where uh -oh. I almost died. Uh -oh. Um, I've seen multiple neuro neurologists, trauma doctors and everything, and I cannot stop crying. It started oh. since I got hurt. And yeah. to this day, I could be standing in the middle of the grocery store and just start crying. Yeah. Uh, is there any way you could give me any kind of insight as to where I should go next? Yeah. Thank you. Well, uh, it, that's a fascinating problem. It is a sort of well-known neurological issue that we normally see in dementia patients. And in dementia, so dementia patients are interesting. They sometimes cry a lot, sometimes laugh a lot. And the crying, and as you say, it's not even necessarily associated with sadness. It's just this spontaneous crying. And it obviously has to do with that part of the brain where those, those impulses and behaviors reside. And there is a medication for it. I don't. I'm going to look it up. I forget what it's called. Uh, let me see if I can. I imagine find SSRIs it. is not something that would fix this. No, because it's not. It's not a depression. It isn't. It isn't that. Uh, oh, I think Chris has whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Chris is a fine, functioning human being. That cries a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard much about this medicine in a while. It also makes me wonder. It's called Nudexta. Nudexta. Oh. Okay, I'm going to read you what it says here. Ready? Yes. In a new phase two trial, AVP923, marketed as Nudexta, N-U-E-D-E-X-T-A, reduced agitation scores in Alzheimer's patients. On a separate study, it dampened emotional outburst of laughing and crying that afflict patients with dementia. Remember I said sometimes they laugh, sometimes they cry? Scientists do not know exactly how AVP 923 works. So that's it. That's the medicine I, I, would, I would wonder if that might help you. Uh, dementia and crying spells. Crying a little thing. Huh? Yeah, they, and I, they're, mm -mm, it can be associated with depression, but that new Dexta, you check that out. Talk to your neurologist about that. I, you sound actually pretty good for somebody with a head injury with that kind of symptomatology. So let's count our blessings that you seem pretty good um, having been through something like that. And now to have some residual, not surprising, maybe that new Dexta stuff will help you. Interesting. Give me another one. Yeah, here's another voicemail about A lot of medical stuff today. Injuries. It's all medical. Everything. Even even Potter was medical. Yeah, it's a big old med show today. Med, uh, med uh, yeah, Medapalooza. Uh, you're going to like this medical question. Mm -hmm. Hey, Dr. Drew. My name is Jeremy. I'm out here in the Berg, Florida. And um, 
My dick doesn't work. Mm. A few years ago when I was really fat, and I'm talking like I'm six foot, 240 pounds fat, I decided it would be a good idea to sit on a glass top table, fell through, cut my lower spine. Oh Ever my since then, I haven't felt an orgasm. I can still Holy ejaculate or whatever, shit. but that feeling of ecstasy is just gone. So if you have any advice for me, let me know. Thank wow. you, Mommy. Jeremy. I, Whoa. Wait. So he could come, Dude. but he, it doesn't feel good? Right. I mean, like it's the same thing that have, say, quadriple- quadriplegics or paraplegics have. They can have erections. They can have orgasm, but they don't feel it. Sometimes with the quadriplegics and all, they kind of feel a euphoria. They feel something in their brain, but he's feeling nothing. And here's what it makes me think. There are neurosurgeons out there that will implant stimulators in the spine to improve orgasmic function. I remember I did that. I did a report on one of those guys for a television program. We went down to South Carolina and, and talked to some of his patients. So you need to talk to a neurosurgeon about this world of finding spinal stimulators to help you with orgasmic function. Uh, I I think it's awful that, that that has been taken away from you, and I thank God you have sexual functioning so you can still reproduce if that's what you want to do. But I, I it makes me think of going towards these stimulators. Uh, I don't know of any medication that enhances this, though, gosh, I, because, you know, the nerves are sort of cut off there. You said you 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 severed your spine, which is crazy. Uh, but you can put those stimulators in and sort of restore some of that. So wild. You want to give me one more before I go? Ooh. I actually had a follow-up question. Okay, so okay. Uh, what if he put his finger in his ass as it as it came out? No, I don't think that's going to do much. But uh, everybody, we've just learned something about Nadav. That, uh, if I could orgasm, come without a finger in my ass. But if he's not intense enough, Nadav but, wants but if a, a finger's f- in there, I do come not intense harder. enough, Nadav wants a finger in his ass. We just found that out. Thank you for that information. That's a good way to end the show. Did you guys know that? And Nadav's into that? I, he always has talked a little bit about ass play. It's but interesting now, that he can just volunteer that information for the public. And he didn't volunteer it. it. I figured it out. He was sort of you know, suggesting that somebody might get a better orgasm or an shame. orgasm. But uh, that's, Are you guys uh, kink shaming me? It's what you call a tell, Chad. It's a tell. And uh, no shame. What no is shame. it telling you about Why me? did you hide it from me for so long? Hide it from you? Do you want to know everything that makes me come? Maybe on another day. <laughs> but but as in that I'm gonna write it down. Yeah, this is coming from a guy that gave me two penis pumps to put under my desk and be like, I don't know what we could do with this, but maybe for a future show. So he he's literally I brought in medical grade <laughs> penis. Do you know this, Any? I well, brought I brought in two different medical grade penis pumps. Thank you to the the guys at Petros Pharmaceutical who sent that to me. Um so we can examine them and see what the real deal is like. Uh, I mean, so I, could, wait. I could tell you they suck. The real ones? Yeah, they suck, yeah. You've tried them? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess I haven't done medical grade, but Well, maybe you do difference? that, you know, the next few days. So, you know, <laughs> when when uh, we come back to discuss it, you can give us a little, uh, you know, sort of a consumer report. Jesus. I, Everything. I have, I have a, a follow-up to that question as well, though. Go ahead. Uh, or to your answer, rather. Um, these stimuli that you can put in your fucking spine mm. and just feel better orgasms. Mm-hmm. What if you don't have a problem feeling orgasms? Can you just fucking feel better ones for, for whatever um, reason? I doubt it. I uh, doubt it. it it's, it's really... It was designed originally for women that had difficulty orgasming. And I talked to some right. women, they could just they could just like... Make it happen really easily with this little device, 
Um, so I don't think they were having unusual orgasms. They were just able to have them and have more of them. Oh, I see. I yeah, see, I see. that kind of thing. And this guy has none, so yeah. we got to make him able to have them again. So I've written it down, everything that makes Nadav come. Be sure to tune in next week when we talk about everything that makes Nadav come. Number is 818-253-1693, drfdark, gmail.com, uh, store.ymhstudios.com for the merchandise. Uh, is there anything new in the store? Anything I should be uh, aware of? Any evulsion of T-shirts or anything? No, same stuff so far. All right, excellent. I love that stuff. Please do uh, participate. Go get that stuff. Get the get the Rational Recovery, Rational Revolution cup. The Rational Revolution is upon us, everybody. Christina was right. It would come one day, and it's it's coming slowly. We'll see. See you guys next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.